Hi friends, it's me. Welcome to channel Laurence Monet, where we talk all things creative and cultured. My name is Lauren Monet and I am your host. Stay tuned for compelling conversations, insightful interviews, and a whole lot of inspiration. Okay, so for the first episode, I want to just lay a little bit of groundwork to the podcast. Last week, I went ahead and put up in my stories a little question box asking for suggestions on what the audience wants to hear because at the end of the day, I can talk for hours and hours and hours on end, which you will soon come to realize. So I want to make sure that I'm always providing value to you. Um, But I think something that was highly reoccurring throughout the the responses was um how do you stay inspired um where do you get your work ethic from and basically what my creative process was so i guess we can start off with where do i get my work ethic from because i feel like that's the first layer to the cake you know okay so i feel like i probably have to give like somewhat of a history of just how i grew up to Or maybe it's in me, honestly. It could just be inherently in me, in my DNA. Growing up, my parents always had their own businesses. Um, From the time that I can remember, I've always gone to work with them, you know? I probably have the earliest memories starting from second grade on. And then when it starts to really get impactful for me, I remember being in, you know, fourth or fifth grade and cutting vegetables. Uh, My parents had a produce business at this time, and so they would deliver to all the resorts and restaurants here in town. Um, We're right by Nogales, which I don't think everybody that that follows me um, knows necessarily the entire geography, but Tucson is about an hour away from the border, and Nogales is what's on the border. And they are a huge town that is based around agriculture. So a lot of food, it's the, the biggest port that's close to here, so a lot of food is going to come up through there and down through there. So it made sense for my dad to be in the agricultural business. Um, he had come out of the trucking business at that time, and it just seemed like a good switch for him. So um, I remember, you know, just there were certain clients that were particular on what types of vegetables they wanted, and I this one memory in particular, um, the guy that I think he worked at like one of the resorts here in town. I won't say the name, but um, we had brought him the sun dried tomatoes, and they were whole sun dried tomatoes. So you know the the shape of an oval. He sent them back. He said he did not want whole sized um, sun dried tomatoes, and that they needed to be quartered, and I think they could have been halved honestly at the time, but. My job was to do an entire pallet's worth of sun-dried tomatoes. And I remember cutting them with uh, kind of like wire, no, no, they weren't wire cutters. They were pruning shears because they were so thick. So I cut this entire pallet of sun-dried tomatoes with pruning shears. And I remember my hands were stained red at the end of the night. Um, I don't know if I finished the entire pallet, but... I just remember going home that night and my hands were stained for days. And the point of this story is that as long as I can remember, I have always been put into this space of working hard 
And it's been very difficult for me to even remove myself from that space because I think that at the age that I'm at right now, I'm really learning that, you know, life is not based around working hard. I think there's so many of us that went through, you know, the hashtag girl boss generation and it caused caused and causes so much burnout and to be promoting that type of lifestyle, I do not believe in, but the type of person that I was raised, it's very hard for me to shift from that lifestyle. It's very ingrained in who I am. So I'm slowly learning to create boundaries for myself, but I will say at the end of the day, I'm a very, very driven person. I've always had my own businesses. I, you know, in, in, elementary school and middle school uh, middle school I had a cake business and it was called fat cakes but it was p-h-a-t um, baby fat and fat farm were really popular at the time so the word fat was just it, it made sense you know um, but I've always had something and I think that probably ties in <clears throat> to who I am as a person as well in terms of my brain where you know, I always want to learn. I always want to be productive. Uh, another story that is probably like the groundwork to who I am. Um, and I, I was just telling one of my friends this the other day is when I was growing up, um, when I was in elementary school, I would always ask my teachers, you know, can I present a report to the class this week? And this was, I didn't need extra credit. I did not need any other fulfillment besides teaching and I always wanted to teach I always wanted to bring some level of knowledge to the people around me so of course my teachers not gonna you know object to it <laughs> they were all like oh absolutely of course like go ahead so every week I would pick a topic and I would research it um, I would use the Encarta I would use the encyclopedia the internet was not prevalent um, at the time. I'm 32, so not very prevalent. We didn't really start using the internet until I think around sixth grade-ish, and so this is before then. This is when we had to use encyclopedias, you know, um, but I would spend so much time in the library researching it. Uh, I buy several books, you know, um, and then my mom would take me to Walgreens, and she'd get me a trifold poster board, and I would set everything up with pictures, with blurbs, um, and I would present it to my class, and I don't know how they dealt with me, honestly, because I just think back, like, that is such a weird thing to do, um, but that's, that's who I am at the end of the day, so even when it comes to something like this, it just naturally made sense to me, I was like, oh, wow, this feels like it could be reminiscent of, of that for me, you know, it, it really brings me joy to be talking, um, to be educating, and to just be having a, a conversation that's insightful. Um, I don't generally, and see, this is another issue I have too. I cannot do small talk. It's always been something that I really struggle with, and I think that it can be useful in certain situations, but it's not something that I excel in, and I don't know if I will ever excel in it. I will try to, um, but it, it's not something that I, I'm meant for, you know, and 
um, what's important to me is having conversations that are in-depth. So I think even when I have people that we'll be interviewing, um, I am always going to be looking for those very deep questions that are going to bring the most out of people and that are going to provide you and me the most value because I think that you can learn something from anyone. And even I was telling one of my friends this the other day, I was listening to a podcast from someone that I don't generally even care for, but as I was saying, I think you can learn something from anyone. And I think that this person excels in a lot of different areas, although we don't have, and I don't know this person, this is just somebody from the internet, like I don't necessarily love all of the content that's put out, or the personality even, but I do believe that you can pick certain aspects or lessons from a person and use them to your own benefit. So I'm always listening um, to podcasts. I'm always watching videos of people who have adverse opinions from mine because they're, you're never going to learn. Or I don't, I don't want to say you're never going to learn, but you don't want to become entrenched in your own opinions, in your own thoughts, you know, in your own morals. Um, I always, I, I constantly want to be challenged. I, I don't like the thought of being in my own echo chamber. So I, I constantly do look to push myself to find those around me who are going to challenge me. I think that's where I learn the most about myself. I think that probably lays a little bit of a foundation about who I am as a person. Um, obviously, I can't sum up <laughs> my entire my entire brain and in a few minutes, but I think that gives you enough to find out whether or not you want to keep listening, honestly. Next, I think we can talk about where I find inspiration from um, and how I stay inspired. You know, and for the most part, I will find inspiration in everything. I even, so I went to school for photography for, I don't know, maybe a year before I got pregnant. I just went to the community college. I've never been to the university or anything. Um, I wasn't one who was, and see, this is, is probably, it's going to sound contradictory, but as much as I loved school and as much as I loved learning, I never believed in the construct of school. I never believed in the format of it. So having come out of high school, um, I just knew that the schedule, the dynamic of it was not for me. And at the same token, my father, who I had worked with and was working with at that time. Um, so he dropped out in middle school, I believe in sixth or seventh grade. Okay, so he's from Mexico. He grew up in a town called Baserrac, and he ended up moving to another town called Agua Prieta, which is right across the border from Douglas, Arizona. Um, so that's when he dropped out, he was already an AP, as we call it. Um, but he dropped out of school so that he could start working. And it ended up, you know, working out for him in the end. So having him as, you know, one of my main role models, he was not a proponent for school. And he constantly, <laughs> you know, he constantly pushed me in the direction 
of not going to school and not in a way that was bad you know but in a way that he gave me confidence in a way where he's like you know you he always has this saying where he says don't play the fool so I at the time it was always don't play the fool you know you know how smart you are um you can do all these things on your own you don't need somebody else to show you how to do it like he would constantly reiterate those things for me like look at what I was able to accomplish with the little with the little amount of schooling that I got like if I'm able to accomplish this what are you going to be able to accomplish you know and I I took that to heart and I'm glad that you know I followed my heart and my direction of where I wanted to go. I, I do at times, I, I am curious where I would have ended up had I gone to a university. Um, but I don't think I needed it at the end of the day. I think it would have just been good for, you know, social development, um, even speaking development. I've, uh, and when I say speaking, I mean like in front of people because I think. At times, I do find it hard to be articulate when I'm in a group of people. I, as I'm sure a lot of us do, you know, um, we're not all meant to be public speakers, but, you know, one day I might be. And so I, I wish that I had done a few of those things to have really have pushed myself. But say la vie, things happen. It is what it is. I ended up going to, that was a tangent, huh? That was... <laughs> I ended up going to community college for about a year, um, got pregnant. I had met, obviously met Mason, got pregnant, and I stopped going to school. But where I was going from that, while I was in school, where I find inspiration, I find it anywhere. I remember I had this project during school where I presented a portfolio of garbage. <laughs> I, like, and, you know... I, I did another one where I just did water like I will see beauty in everything and in anything so I don't necessarily need to go on Pinterest I don't need to see something that has already been um I don't need to see something that has necessarily already been created I Honestly, I kind of believe in the opposite of that. I don't like to gain inspiration for some from something that's already been done because I think it can really cloud your judgment. Um, I like to gain inspiration by looking at color, by looking at light, by looking at movement, um, you know, sound. I like to gain inspiration, I guess, basically from my senses. I, I just don't like to pull a lot of inspiration from things that have already been done. Um, I, I, you know, I think as an artist, you never want to, it's hard to find your own way and it's hard to really carve that niche out for yourself. And I think that you do a disservice to yourself when you, when you seek out to replicate something. And that's not to say that you cannot gain inspiration from other artists and, you know, there's always going to be things that have been done several times because it's, I mean, we're humans. Um, you know, sometimes there can only be so many ideas and there's been times where I've thought that I've, come, I've been the first one to come up with an idea <laughs> and later to find out that, you know, that's absolutely not true. Maybe 5,000 other people have come up with the same idea too. So 
I think it's just important though to trust yourself and trust your brain. And you know, there are a few artists that I do um, look up to and I respect their techniques. So when I say that, you know, I respect how they use light, I respect how they use color, I respect um, the themes, I respect the way that they're able to set up scenes, the way that they can convey emotions. Those are all things that I look for when I'm looking for somebody to inspire me. Um, and of course, when it all, when it's, especially when it comes to styling and clothes, those things... Um, Emotions are what I look to replicate, not necessarily visions. Um, and saying that, I think that that ties into the, the creative process. So when I work, I really try not to plan it because I don't want to have expectations of anything. Um, I kind of just go into it knowing what I want in terms of showing emotion um, or in terms, like if I need to show, if I need to, to photograph a product, um, I look to, it depends on whether or not you're shooting, you know, items or people. People are going to be a lot easier to show emotion with. It's going to be harder to show emotion with products, but the way that you can do that is with lighting. So I think when I'm in that process of starting a shoot. I kind of know where I want to be in the end and I will just start. <laughs> I will just take the product out and I will put it down on whatever surface or area that I'm in and I will just start shooting. I'll start um, composing photos. Um, I'll start composing in my head and if I don't like how something's looking, I immediately stop. I know those of you that have worked with me are probably like you've seen me work and you've seen I will just I will just stop. I'm just this is this is wrong. It's it's not good. I need to do something else. So I will move. I will either change my light, I will um set up a different scene, I will move, I will change lenses. But if something is just feeling wrong, change. Don't keep doing what you're doing if it doesn't feel good. So that's really the only plan that I ever go into any shoot with, and then I will keep developing from there. Um, I will look at my photos throughout, and I'll be like, you know, this could be better. How could it be better? I have to ask myself, and you know, I, I do not know everything. I, as you guys know, I am constantly willing to learn, and I'm constantly pushing myself. So when I see what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, this is okay, but how can it be better? Okay, it's it's, it's got to be. I, I I can do better lighting, and I am, I'm skilled in lighting, but I'm not, I'm not thirty years deep in lighting, you know. So, I have to keep pushing myself to learn more, and that requires a lot of practice. So, actually, just set up and literally move my lights in like three hundred sixty degree. Uh, variations. So I'll just move them completely all around the entire product and move the same product 360 degrees to make sure that I'm not missing out on anything because that's sometimes you can get really focused on a certain angle and you'll forget to look on the other side all your or you'll forget to turn around you know um and that just 
that's something that I have to consistently remind myself about because I have a bad habit of of honing in on one thing. And then, you know, when it comes to the editing process, I think it's probably a whole episode in itself, honestly, but I feel like the way that I learned how to edit in my own style was by going as far as I possibly could one direction and then learning when to tone back or, or learning when to keep pushing even farther. And that goes for literally like every little slider on the adjustment scale. Um, and even when it comes, I mean, it goes for every single aspect of the photo, but just constantly look to push yourself because that's where you're going to find your style. And then you can use those things to your advantage and create your own. So I always think that's very important. But um, also when I, I guess this kind of ties back into where I get inspo, but like when I'm editing, I watch a lot of movies and I watch a lot of shows and I'm constantly looking for shows that are going to fulfill me visually and aesthetically because I, I want to be inspired. So even this week, we've been watching Loki and the lighting in that show and the sets themselves are so gorgeous. I literally just stay staring at the screen in awe. And I think Mason gets annoyed when I'm watching TV because I'm like, constantly like oh my god look at this setup like look at this scene like I'm like what is their budget this is insane <laughs> over and over again like I'm constantly looking at those things so those tend to be the things that inspire me a lot I came out of watching that show heavily inspired um, wanting to learn how to set up that type of lighting I would love to be able to have the budget of that show and do some really cool sets like they have but obviously that's out of my realm right now but putting it out there um for my future manifesting that because I definitely came out of that show very very heavily inspired so watch it if you haven't I think it's great okay so I think that's probably a good space to kind of start wrapping things up when I set out to make the podcast or actually I did not set out even to make a podcast I was doing research for somebody else on listening to a different podcast and I kind of sat there with my own thoughts for a few minutes and I was like why am I not making a podcast because the way I learned from that research that I did was the way that this person was able to basically like cross-pollinate these two platforms one being a podcast and then the second using clips from that podcast on uh her her socials on Instagram, on TikTok. And I was like, what a smart way to cross over both those platforms, you know, and you're, you're doing the work once and then spreading it out. And aside from that, I think it's a really great way to get to know the people that you support and to learn something from them. And to find out if you want to keep supporting them, honestly, because one one of the podcasts I was listening to today, actually, it got a bit more personal. And I was like, hmm, I was like, these are some very questionable values that I'm listening to. So, you know, there's there's always uh, pros and cons to everything, you know, and everybody's going to have their qualms. So it, it is what it is. But even then, it's 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 you're always learning and that's all that matters. But when I set out to make the podcast, I was like, why why, am, why do I not have a podcast? Why am I not making a podcast? How hard can this possibly be? 
Let's see, I have a little microphone. How good of a microphone do I even need? I'll probably upgrade in the future. Right now I'm just using like one of those little tiny ones you see them use on, on TikToks for funny videos. But um, I just, I Googled it. I had a few people already ask me, how do you do it? How do you make a podcast? And I just Google it. It's like, I, I Googled it. I found it. I watched, actually, I watched one YouTube video um, because I'm a visual learner. So I always try it and, and read text first. And then I'm like, I get bored like five seconds in. So I was like, okay, I'll click a video and watch it. Um, and I set it up. I had everything done within five minutes. Set up the name, set up the website, set up the platform and ready to push it out. I wrote my little welcome blurb in one minute and I stitched it all together. So I'm not saying that to to gas myself up. I'm saying that for you to realize that you can do it yourself in five minutes. If there's something that you've been wanting to do, if there's something that you've been inspired by and you're just holding back on doing it for whatever reason, don't. And the, look at, I. there's so many projects that I do that I never post, that I never put out. How, how are you going to advance yourself if you don't try? So I think leaving off this episode today, I want each and every one of you who's listening, maybe it's two people, maybe it's one person, <laughs> but if it's just one person, I want you to go out and do something that you haven't done before. Get yourself out of your comfort zone and just do it. If you need to go on Google and find out how to do it, if you need to message me and ask how to do it, do that first step because you don't want to wake up one day having these years gone by and they're flying by faster and faster and faster. I remember when, and you know, this is a whole other concept, you know, when you're, when you're younger, you, you have no concept of time because you've only experienced X amount. The older you get, the less it feels like. And if even then the busier you get, it's just, it goes by in a snap. So I think this year has felt literally probably like two months to me time-wise it's just in a snap passed me by and I had to really wake myself up one day and be like do you want to continue on this path that you're going not that I'm going down a path of like heinous like (laughs) egregious ways but I don't want to be complacent and I think maybe people don't think I'm complacent, but to me, I see myself as complacent. I see myself growing so much further. I know what I'm capable of and I'm not pushing myself as far as I could be. So I'm going to hold you guys accountable if you hold me accountable too. Um, And with that, I'm signing off. Um, XOXO.